Welcome to Setting Captives Free podcast, where we talk about how to experience gospel freedom. Romans 6-7 says, For one who has died has been set free from sin. On today's broadcast, Mike Cleveland, founder of Setting Captives Free, shares how you can experience the freedom purchased for us by Jesus Christ at the cross. Greetings, friends. Mike and Jody Cleveland here, and we're talking through a series called New Covenant Living. And last week, if you missed the last uh, message, we were talking about what the gospel is, some of the false gospels that are being talked about today, and what the real gospel is, which is the death of Jesus for our sins, his burial and the resurrection of Jesus, all of which are according to the scriptures. And so what are we going to talk about today, Jody? Well, today we're going to start moving toward what it means to live in the new covenant. And we'll start addressing some of the struggles, some of the um, roadblocks that have hindered people in growing and maturing in their faith in the past. Okay, good because that's important you know once we come to Christ and we hear that our sins are forgiven that Jesus died to pay the penalty of our sins that he shed his blood to make an atonement for us we are grateful we we're happy we're thankful we see that we've been saved from hell yes and we're excited we're thankful but then what happens well, then life happens, right? I, I struggle. Um, so if I came, uh, let's say that I struggled with um, using drugs, uh, uh, maybe either prescription drugs or um, street drugs, and I come to faith in Christ, and I'm very, very thankful that I've received Christ for salvation, but I still want to do drugs, and I don't know how to stop that. I, I want to do them because I don't like the way I feel when I don't do them, right? I still want to. Um, Same goes for, you know, maybe I deal with anger or gossip or slander or bitterness or gluttony or um, sexual immoral uh, activities. Any of these things, they're all in the same bucket, which is sin struggles, right? Sin traps, habitual sins. Um, And so anything in, in my life that I don't want to do, but I keep doing. Yeah, that's the way it goes, isn't it? We come to faith in Christ, and then we wake up Monday morning, and we see that we are still struggling with sin. We have anger issues. We have heart issues. That Sometimes those express themselves in very sinful ways, in ways that are uh, hurtful to ourselves and to others. And so what does the new covenant have to do with this way of helping us to not live in that way? And this is what we want to talk about today. Um, I I think the next time we get together and discuss this, Jody, we need to talk about what exactly is the new covenant. Oh, yeah. And what is the old covenant? And so we can make a real clear biblical definition of the difference between the two. But for now, let's talk about someone who has uh, believed the gospel message and yet still feels drawn to, you know, fill in the blank, whatever particular 
habit that they've had for a long time. Now, religion would tell you you need to obey God, you need to read your Bible more, you need to pray more, you need to make sure and be in church every time the doors are open, you need to do better, try harder, make wiser decisions, and all of those things which does not understand the power that sin has in a person. So that's one of the ways that the church fails people because they're not understanding that we are basically imprisoned by our sin. And you can't tell someone to make wise choices and to come out of prison, make that decision to leave the prison. No, it's, it's more than that. It's deeper, it's more powerful than any of our um, attempts to do better or desires to make wise decisions. So that's a, a false way, religion. Um, and then you have the world with the 12-step groups, and the church, of course, always tries to imitate the world, and so they have their Christian, in quotes, 12-step groups um, that tell you to, you know, do this and do that and to start here and to work your way and to work the program and to do the steps and to, you know, and again, it's a misunderstanding, a misdiagnosis of the real problem, which is the heart of man is bound up in sin. And it takes a divine extraction to rescue me from my sin. And that's the power of the cross. And so what we want to talk about is what about the person who came to faith in Christ and knows they're a believer, but wow, this struggle with this particular sin, it is, it is hard, it's severe in my life, I cannot seem to overcome it. Um, what other ways are there of identifying what we're talking about here today? Right. Well, I think um, as you were talking, I was just remembering what it was like for me as a young adult. And um, I really had a lot of sin struggles, right? And I remember talking to my young adult leader about it. And they were like, she said to me, oh, I'm just really sorry. And, um, you know, maybe you should go for counseling, um, meaning she was talking about psychological counseling. Um, and trying to send me away. And at that point in my life, I really realized that church, I, or at least for me, at that church that I was attending, did not have the answers. They did not have what I needed. And so I did. I went away um, from church. I went away from God. I just abandoned the whole ship. And of course, um, I ended up sinking, and but crying out eventually, Lord, save me. And Jesus did. He saved me and transformed my life through the gospel. And so the Old Covenant says work harder. Um, you can do it if you really want to. Stop doing that. Um, uh, it says go away, get counseling, and come back when you're all better, um, and you can help us. You know, <laughs> There's a lot of, that's what the law does, right? It sends you away. It, it makes you feel like you cannot come near to God. You cannot know God. Or you don't know God. You're not even a Christian. You're the black sheep. You're the problem child. You're the addict, right? And so there's this identity that we take on that is so depressing and so disheartening and discouraging. And so there, but but their true gospel, right? The Jesus, His death and resurrection to take away our sins, liberates. It sets free, right? 
It does, and, and one of the ways in which it does it is by giving us a new identity. Yeah. And that's what we want to talk about today, because a new believer understands they are, that they're forgiven, uh, that Jesus paid the penalty for their sins. But, oh my goodness, what do I do with this desire I have for, again, fill in the blank. Right, I keep um, on sinning. I still yell at my husband. I still, you know... Um, feel angry at the grocery clerk when she doesn't do what I want her to do. Right. All these sin struggles that we have. And this is where we want to take a look at Romans chapter 6, which shows the believer their new identity. Paul has just set the foundation for the believer is under grace. Uh, the, the only way in which God interacts with the believer is grace. Everything he does is according to grace. And, and so that might lead you to say, well, shouldn't I just keep sinning so that grace might abound, so that God could be, give me more grace? And Paul anticipates that question when he says, what shall we say then? Shall we go on sinning so that grace may increase? Now, the answer to this question that he's going to give is critical for the new believer to understand how to overcome sin. Right. And what is the answer, Jody? Well, Romans 6, 2 says, By no means we are those who have died to sin. How can we live in it any longer? So what he does is he runs back to the cross. He holds up the cross and says, now look here, not only did Jesus die, but you also died. Your old self, your old nature died on the cross with Jesus. And Jody, this is one of the most least understood truths in all of God's word. And yet it's, I would say, the most powerful in actually changing someone's life. Right. Because look at it like this, and I've, I've used this illustration before, but picture yourself in a casket. Mm -hmm. You're dead. Right. And then place all of the temptations around that casket that you used to struggle with. Um, somebody involved in pornography would place pornography pictures all around the casket. Someone involved in smoking would place cigarette um, cigarettes all around the casket, mm -hmm. um, alcohol, um, just any sin struggle, any habit that was not according to Christian living. Mm -hmm. Can you now gratify your flesh with those things? The answer, of course, is no, yeah. you're dead. Right. And that's what Paul's saying here. We are those who have died to sin. Don't you think the Romans at this point would have said, what do you mean, Paul? Here I am alive. I'm not dead. What are you talking about? He goes on to explain this wonderful truth by saying that we, uh, our old nature, born in Adam, born under law, born separated from God, that old man that lived in sin, died in God's eyes, Every believer's old self died mm -hmm. to sin. And Paul is wanting you to acknowledge this identity. Now, one of the things that we hear often is, I don't feel like it. I'm still tempted. 
therefore I think I'm still alive. Look, it doesn't matter what you feel. It doesn't matter what thoughts you have that would convince you otherwise. The facts remain the facts. Right. That every believer's old self was crucified with Christ, Mm -hmm. died under the wrath of God, suffered the penalty of their own sin in the person of Jesus, and died and was buried. And that is a truth that will begin to transform the way you live because we have a new identity, Jody. Right. Our identity is that we have died to that temptation that's staring me in the eye. Mm-hmm. I'm no longer alive to it. Mm-hmm. I am not going to respond because it's not me any longer. Right. It, right. I mean, I think as the, the key thing you really held up there was looking to the cross because that's where the power is in ourselves we we are we did we died right um but like you said we still have those feelings our flesh we're we're still living in bodies that are unredeemed that are broken that are fallen right and so they have weaknesses our bodies have weaknesses now our heart is a new creation in christ Mm -hmm. our body not so much Right. right so um our heart once we look to the cross we start receiving power we start receiving the the strength of christ in us his spirit living in us we start to hear a different voice Mm -hmm. our flesh that's weak but very loud and whiny it says i want what i want and i want it now Mm -hmm. all right but the heart of christ in us the spirit of christ in us says oh but look at the love Look at the cross. Look how Jesus died for you. He gave his life for you. Do you see the love? Do you see the wounds that have taken away your sin? You are no longer that sinner. You're no longer the black sheep addict problem child. That's not who you are. You are uh, the bride of Christ. You belong to Jesus. Mm -hmm. You have his power and his spirit in you to live differently and that doesn't mean that now you're going to obey the rules that's not what what being a christian is it's not okay i used to break all the laws and now i don't that's not what it is instead it is that i am compelled by the love of christ to live differently exactly and paul goes on to say or don't you know and so there's in other words there's an understanding that you have to grasp here yeah that you may not have had in the past Don't you know that all of us who were baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death? Yes. And this, of course, refers to the spiritual baptism where we were united with Christ by faith and baptized by one spirit into one body. The outworking of that is when we became physically baptized. But Paul's saying, don't you know that you were baptized into Christ's death. Yes. You died to sexual impurity. You died to smoking, drinking, lying, being greedy, feeling uh, that you don't measure up. You died to the condemnation of the law, to the curse of the law. You died to trying harder. You died to all of this past life. You died to it. And then he says, we were therefore buried, because those who die are buried, right. were buried with him through baptism into death, mm-hmm. in order that, just as Christ was raised from the dead 
through the glory of the Father, we too may live a new life. And this yes. is where you are going as far as understanding that you've now risen from the dead a new person. Mm -hmm. When Jesus came out of the tomb, you were, were raised with him and you have a new life, yes. a new heart. You have uh, now spiritual power over sin. Yes. You have authority over Satan, over sin. You now can walk differently than you did before. Thank you. And Paul says, don't you know this? In other words, you need a new understanding. You need a new identity mm -hmm. so that when temptation comes knocking on your door, you can say, I'm sorry, I died I don't that. live here anymore. <laughs> and a dead person does not respond to that. Amen. Now I'm alive to Christ. Yes. Now I respond differently. I walk and live differently. But this is a new identity. And it takes people a while to grasp the new identity. Mm -hmm. You know, I've heard and read before that butterflies, once they sprout their wings and, and whatever they do. <laughs> come out of their cocoons. Right, yeah. come out of their cocoons. Mm -hmm take a minute before they realize they can actually fly. Right. Um, they might think they still are those things that crawl in the mud mm -hmm. and can only move a quarter of a mile every day. Mm -hmm. um, and it takes a minute for them to know of their new identity. Sure. That they can now fly heavenward. Mm. They aren't constrained by what used to hold them down. Right. They're, they're free. Mm -hmm. And this is what Jesus makes the believer. But one of the ways he does it is to show them their new identity. Yes. Which is my old self that responded to uh, the lusts of this world, that responded to uh, sinful thoughts. Yes. That old self died. Yes. And, and so I am dead to that. The world is crucified to me and I to the world. And this is the power of the cross to show me not only am I forgiven of all sin, but I'm also dead to sin. Yes. And I live to Christ. I live to God. I live a new life of love and joy and peace and patience and goodness and kindness. I still have flesh. We can still stumble and fall. Yeah. I'm not saying that we go to being immediately perfect in our living, <laughs> but we have to have a new identity that we begin to live from. And so this is what the cross of Christ does for us. We've just discussed a few uh, verses in this Romans 6. Jody, when we come back, we're going to talk about new covenant living and how that applies to our lives today. What are some final thoughts that you have? I just want to say how thankful I am that we can um, look to Jesus and experience this new identity that we have in Him. And I, um, I just want everybody to know the freedom and the love and the joy there is in living in the new covenant in Christ. Amen. This has been a podcast of Setting Captives Free. For more information or to enroll in free interactive courses on finding freedom, please go to settingcaptivesfree.com. Tune in next time for more truth that sets captives free.